What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the kingdom. Uh, as we are sans reg for the moment, we're going to tee things up a little bit different and head over to our boy Jor. What's going on in Rossman, buddy? Top of the evening to you, ladies and gentlemen. Do you ever have those? Do you ever do something and then you do it again and you don't learn from it and then you do it again and you finally get to the point where it's just almost insanity? I poured this beer the last four weeks. I've been having a, ch a chalada mixed into the Corona and it's fine. I take a couple sips, add some uh, hot sauce, add some Worcester or Worcester. No, how do you say it? I don't know. But anyway, yeah. And then I go to pour the Clamato in there. And it's like a grade seven science experiment. And it just shoots everywhere, every, every time. What's that? <laughs> like it misses the lid? No, no, no. It hits it and it like blows out of it. Blow off oh. top. Oh, Christ. <laughs> um, Hi, Reg. Um, like, what? is it like a chemical reaction or it's just like... It's no, I too think it's filled up at that point. Yeah, gotcha. I think it's just pressure. You know how you have to pour a beer else it kind of blows up? Right. Same idea. Anyways, I've done the last four weeks now, and I'm hoping after saying it out loud, maybe next time, because I'm always in such a scramble to get everything going here. And um, so anyways, yeah, Chaz, should, I know. Should we take a bet? Should we take a bet if you if you do it next week or not? Yeah, I, I take that bet. How much you want to bet? Uh, I guess you really five, have no way of proving it, but. Yeah, true. I go five bucks that you do it again. <laughs> See you, Reg. <laughs> Bye, Reg. Okay, you're on. Got some. Uh, speaking of betting, we got some some interesting ideas tonight on the show, and we'll get to that in a second. But uh, other than that, there's so much happening in the golf world right now; it's hard to keep track of. It. And maybe it's a blessing that Reg is not here tonight because we can just talk about live golf all night. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't say that without him being here to defend himself. But no, things are good out here. Um, it's March. Can Came you up believe it? Quick, man, did it ever? And it seems like spring's coming, but I've also heard chatter that we're supposed to get a big dump in the next couple of weeks. So we'll see. I'm so over it already. Yeah. yeah, it's tough to say a couple of weeks away, but. Who knows? Usually the farmers are right, though, and that's where this info is coming from. So, what um, is, it? is it March that comes in like a lion or in like a lamb, yeah. out like a lion, whatever it is? Yeah, I think we're past the ground. Oh, no, we're still in the six-week groundhog phase, phase oh, I think. Whatever. Eh? whatever Willie or whatever his name is <laughs> puts on our plates, I guess we'll we'll deal with it. Um, And had another hockey game on Monday night with the Rossburn Hornets. Having nice. fun with those boys. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's uh, it's actually a pretty good. You know, I, I after playing senior, I th I said that I wouldn't play hockey anymore because I figured it'd be a lot harder to go from somewhat competitive to not really in the rec side of things. But it's actually been a lot of fun. It's just nice to get so out this, the boys and this is yeah. just more rec. It's more rec. Yeah, it's like it's basically like the small town tours. Like we play against Oakburn, Hamiota, Strath, and so. Uh, it's a lot of fun. See a lot of old boys that we grew up with. And does Oakburn have a rink? Yeah. Really? Surprisingly. Lived there Remember forever and has no idea. About that on here. We had to play four on four because the the rink was so small. Oh, that was, that was Oakburn. Must have blacked out there. Rossburn rink surprisingly good though. Is it? 
It's kind of like um, you know, who the sneaky good, about. sneaky good rink is Rivers. Well, Rivers is like a brand new rink, almost, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. But it's a good ass rink. Like I think yeah. a lot of well, teams from Brandon go out there. Yeah. Well, remember we played that game uh, with the Comets against Gladstone. I think. I think you were at that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was in Rivers. Yeah, me and Fry made the the trek. Yeah. But uh, no, Rossburn, Strath, Oakburn—they're all kind of like the old school rinks, you know. But they've yeah. they've all they've all kind of had additions through the years. I think they've got some grants from the government, and so Strath got brand new boards. Uh, it seems like they all have new lights in there, which actually helps a lot. And natural, it's hard to beat natural ice, right? So, right. I don't know. I just love that stuff. Did you see uh, the clip that was kind of going, making the rounds of uh, that Sasky <laughs> rink with, with the drawbridge and you had to come out on that? That's so sketch, but amazing. It's so sick, though. Yeah, so good. You'd probably get tired of it, but like the first time you're doing that, it's got to be a little unsettling, I would think. Right? Like it's you're not like there's a uh, small drop. Like if you're going down there, you're going down. Yeah, you're like 15 feet in the air, and just praying that uh, Jimmy the ring attendant had oiled up the the pulley system well. Yeah. Was uh was the curling in Rivers? Must have been. Oh, but I couldn't tell you. I didn't know they had a curling right there, but I'm guessing they did. That's a sport I I skip. It's curling. Yeah. Curling's so much fun. Just never get around like, to it. Fun-wise, yeah, to play, but to watch, I can't. Yeah, I'm with you. And a lot of people just love it. Love it. My, my parents? God. Like, they're <laughs> in Mexico right now, and Dad was, like, texting me, asking me about who's playing and who's winning, and I'm like, I have no idea, man. I'm not helping you on this one. You've got an app on your phone. Figure it out. And then they found a, a sports bar in Mexico that was playing the curling, so he was posted up there for a week. Nice. That's key. Yeah. I remember scrounging around Mexico, Cancun, looking for uh, the Jets games. And you stumbled across a few. Um, Chess says, imagine being a goalie walking down those stairs. No shit. Goalies have a hard enough time walking on normal ground. Yeah, all goalie, you might just have to tuck and roll <laughs> with all the padding you have on. Uh, Cam says, same building as the Rivers one. Yep. Cam, yeah, uh, I do remember that now. Cam hosted a pretty big event last week i think it was last week or weekend before the easter seals curling bonspiel i've played in that a couple times pretty much the only times i've curled in the last 10 years has been at the easter seals bonspiel and uh i will say that it's very hard to beat um the vibes at a at a bonspiel is this like a legit one or it's a piss up uh, I think it's a little bit of both they have a competitive side of it i think i don't know if you get to choose or not i don't really remember but um, there is definitely a piss up as well. And they got a really good social after. I don't know if they are still doing that. I'm guessing it's back now. Scotty, Scotty's was in the rivers. Anyways, this isn't a curling podcast. Drums. Hi. What's up, Brandon? Uh, not much. We just got back uh, this afternoon. We did a couple nights up at, uh, I guess it was just one night, a couple days at Elkhorn. Oh, uh, yeah. I think we're making it a little yearly uh event with uh ourselves and the in-laws they got two kids and then uh actually Lissa's mom and dad came this time too so it's good to have the fam jam out there spent uh way too much time in the pool and climbed the stairs about 500 times to take Luca down the down the slide and he was just absolutely loving it so 
as he gets older, it's just, it's an um, unbelievable spot to go to. Like, do you remember growing up there, we'd go for uh, the credit union stuff and we'd spend the entire day on the rink or in the pool. And uh, I'm doing a solo mission here. We lost drawer. Um, so pets heads are falling off. This is going to be fun, boys. Um, don't know what happened or where everybody went to. Hopefully we got some boys in the chat here to uh, help me pull pull the reins. Anybody got uh, some Q&As? What should we get into here? You guys want to hear me talk shit about the Reg and Jor or what? What's going on? What, what is going on? Is right. I'm back. You're back. George's gone. I was solo for a minute and then everything went wild. I, find, I found one one setting in like the 18th page of settings for microphones and I was, I was somehow muted on like, I had to click through like 18 different things to get to it and it was all muted. Beauty. We got you. We lost your. I don't know how we get him back in the show as he's running things, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, what's going on up in D-Town, big guy? I'm back. I'm back, baby. Back, uh, baby? Not much, man. Uh, had a busy weekend. Lots lots of uh, traveling. Went into uh, Brandon on Friday to watch Bedard play. Yeah. Drove back, drove back to Dauphin that night work saturday morning and then left straight from work and went to festival on saturday night in winnipeg Ooh. and then uh then watched rippy on sunday morning or yeah sunday afternoon nice and back to <laughs> just absolute chaos just play it off play it off play it off that was absolutely nuts that's never happened before not even close i was Wait. i was i was solo for a bit uh, no, Trev said no one was here for a second. Yikes. Probably the best, the most enjoyable uh, 20 seconds ever in Kingdom history when nobody was here. <laughs> uh, big weekend coming up, too. I got the uh, Dolphin Curling Bond Spiel, Men's Bond Spiel here. Uh, it'll be a good one. Um, how was the Bernard show? Uh, I don't know. If you talk to anybody that was there, he didn't really do much special, but... He had a couple, like, his agility is absolutely insane. Uh, he had a couple times when he just was going, like, full speed one way, and then all of a sudden he was just full speed the other way. And uh, it's it's almost – it's it's hard to judge him right now because he's so much better than every one of his teammates. Mm-hmm. So you could tell, like, there's a couple times, like, he was so – his brain was so far ahead of everyone else's that – Right. I mean, obviously he's going to get frustrated because he's just way past that right level. And obviously, I mean, he's like two, I think 2.6 points per game this year. So I don't know. Just absolutely ridiculous. Rippy played solid though on Sunday. Uh, plus three, Good. Four, four nothing win. Just so solid. The Islanders play such solid defense, man. It's insane. Lots of people say it's, it's boring to watch, but it's it's so 
prepared for all these games. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And they have the second best goalie on the planet. Yeah. Top three, anyways. Agreed. He's so nasty. While we're here. <laughs> yeah. We that was it. honestly nuts, man. Like, all of a sudden, you're mid-conversation, and I'm out of the chat. And so I was like, well, fuck, drums is by himself here. <laughs> He's going to be panicking. And then all of a sudden, uh, I, I'm trying to log back in. None of none of my stuff's working. Like, my camera was not working. My mic's not working. Wouldn't let me in. And then uh, I saw nobody was in there. Or Reggie was in here. I don't know. It was a shit show. But man, absolute shit show. We're back, baby. Though. Things are a shit show. I thought well, I was just muted. I was just chomping in that bean. I thought I was muted. But I didn't <laughs> click mute. Uh, yeah, it's a tough kingdom show to start here. But no, I'll say <laughs> We'll be back. Pretty up to par, though, for sure. We'll be back. Up to snuff. Okay, let's get things going here. What do we want to talk about? We got the rip game covered? Yes, sir. Yeah, just sick to watch them, obviously. I was texting uh, you and Moose last night just saying, watching that one game kind of made me an Isles fan again. I I haven't been watching a whole lot of hockey. I've been – I I said that to Easton last night, and she's like, yeah, because you have a hobby every night, like bowling or hockey or anything, podcast. So I finally sat down last night and watched some hockey. And, man, there was some good hockey on. And the Isles played last night as well. And things are only going to get better now. The playoff race is, like, the best time of the year. Um, We're in an absolute, like, what are we, two and a half months? 20 games. in the regular season, yeah. So we've got an absolute gong show that might be happening for the rest of the way. Just unreal hockey, it looks like, across the board. Although, Western Conference? You guys going to show up or what? Any, anybody there? Holy. I don't know what's going on. This has been, I don't, I know it's a golf podcast, but this has been one of the wildest trade deadlines that I could ever remember, honestly. And yeah, it's like three days, it. it's three days away from it. Yeah. What happened? We might have to Please hijack trades. We might have to hijack probably 10 minutes here on trade, trade center. It's crazy, man. Like it, it, it started two weeks ago. Like when we were at your place drawer, uh, the Leafs made their big trade for uh, O'Reilly and Achari. Um, and it's just, well, in Tarasenko was even before that. So it's been kind of like a, a three week event here. Who Tarasenko go to? Rangers. Rangers. Whoa. Along with wow. Patty Kane. What? Patty Kane's in the Rangers, man. I don't for like know. A third like, round, for, for like Rangers a third before. rounder. Hey, who's the stud that was with the Rangers before? Panarin. What? Panarin. Yes. He's still yeah, there. he's still there. Oh yeah. Good God. So is Zabinajad, Kreider. Like Rip's got to play against those guys a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how good the Islanders look versus everybody else on paper, though. No, no, especially with Barzell gone. Right. Uh. I'm honestly, uh, I'm Ooh, Rip's not gonna like that, Reggie. What's that? <clears throat> that comment. Well, we were talking with him on the weekend, and he said, same as every other year. I mean, they struggle to get into playoffs at times because they're not offensive and it's tough to win games the way they play in the regular season. But if they could just get in, like they could, they could shut down anybody with their, with their True. system and their goalie. So True. that's, right. that's really all they have to do. So they're in a, they're in a tight race too. Um, yeah, and if he Ottawa. if uh, Barzell's back in good good shape for the playoffs, like that could be huge. Uh, what did they pick up? Uh, what you call it oh. from Vancouver? Bo Horvat, like he's been 
playing crazy. Even Boliv- Bolivia going the other way has been like lights out since going to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good trade both ways. Yeah. Um, Except Vancouver Vat- today, did you see that they trade away a first? Like, what are they doing? They're the weirdest team in the in the league. What is for yeah. for Philip Heronic? Like, what are you what are you giving up a first round pick for Philip Heronic? For yeah, what? Makes you no suck. sense. I've never yeah. rebuilt that person. <clears throat> right. You just tank. That's all they should be trying to do right now. Is try if to get Bedard. If there's not more to that trade, like if they're not flipping him somewhere for something better, and they're actually keeping him for this year and next year, that right. might be one of the worst trades. But I mean, what <sighs> I, I was thinking about that too, but like, if you're doing that, giving away your first, like you, what what are you going to get back for him? Nobody's giving you a first for him. No, maybe some background know, deals. <laughs> maybe they're maybe they're packaging with something else. I, I don't know. That, that trade blew my mind. But and then uh, Boston absolutely destroying the league, and then they still pick up two key pieces to go on like a an amazing what it looks like to be uh, an amazing end to the season and then into playoffs. Like those are two playoff players. Who'd they and get? I saw uh, they picked up Orloff and Hathaway from Washington. Orloff all of a sudden is Bobby Orr, all the highlights that I see. Yeah. <laughs> just dangling. Hathaway's the biggest, one of the biggest pain in the ass in the league. Isn't Hathaway like a tough guy? Yeah, he's just, yeah. A, just a menace out there. Wow. So nobody's beating the Bruins then. <laughs> The Rangers or the Hurricanes or the or the Leafs, man. Tampa, like Tampa. <laughs> okay, that Janot trade is nuts, though. Yeah, that was too much. But he's pretty I sick. Think, but he's not that good. Yeah, like I think um, Nashville taking on uh, Mc, Mc, McDonough last year. Mm-hmm. I think this has part of that in there. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, hey, you did us this solid. We'll give you a, another pick or two. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Type it team. could be like a futures type deal. They probably yeah. do stuff like that. Like, hey, hey, we owe you for one. sure. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh on Nashville quick, Trotz coming back. He's the GM as of the end of the sick. season. Good for him. Uh, obviously that was uh premeditated. He probably told him, Hey, listen, don't don't go coach anywhere. I'm done this yeah. year. You can right. have it. Uh pretty sweet. Good for Trotz, man. He's going to be so good there, too. Isn't that crazy to think, like, uh, Poyle was there from the beginning of the franchise. And, like, along with Trotz, Trotz kind of went elsewhere for six, seven seasons and then straight back there. Like, it's apparently it's just an unreal hockey community in there. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I know uh, the DR, like, they always went down for uh, mm-hmm. for hockey tournaments and stuff. Were you on one of those teams, Jordan? No, I would oh, sure, no. No, we went to Moncton. Right. We missed the Nashville train. Dally got to go. Right. Dally's been a couple times with that. Yeah. He's coaching too one time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on, on the same on the same uh Drums, same are you note. watching the Leafs game? Cam wants to know. Uh I watched the first period. But you're not watching it live. No. Do you McDavid want scored again, goal figure. Unbelievable. That guy's nuts. Two. You got two. He scored two in the first? Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's so gross. tell me this. Man, did you see that move he had the other day at the blue line? Like somehow like was going straight, back pivots like twirly, 
like I don't even know how to explain it without showing it, but it was like a it was like going towards the demon and then just immediately cutbacks to wide open breakaway. Like it was nuts. Everything that guy He's does is, is just nuts. He's absolutely insane. Like insane, actually. Um, and they still are like just in a wild card spot. But whatever. Um and a weird pickup for them too. Echo. I like pretty With, solid, honestly. He's good, but giving up Barry two when you need D man badly. Yeah. So that's what I was actually going to talk about is Barry. So I, I was I was talking about this with East, and this pertains. I don't know. I I just think like this is why the Canadian teams struggle. One to keep guys and two to sign guys. Um. So if you're Tyson Barry, I mean, he's kind of at the end of his career now. He had a hell of a career with Colorado. Went mm-hmm. to Toronto, kind of struggled a bit. Went to Edmonton. Hasn't been the best there. And so he gets a call yesterday. He's living in Edmonton in shitty winter in Edmonton. Uh, he's he's going to go through a grueling next three months in playoffs, maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. Just beat the shit out of his body. And he gets a phone call that says, hey, Tyson, you've been traded to Nashville. Like He gets to move from Edmonton to Nashville. He doesn't have to go through the whole playoff bullshit for the next three months he just gets to go there and coast i know lots of hockey players would be disappointed in that because he's getting a he's missing his chance to go on a cup run but it's like that's pretty gravy to go there and just go live in nashville in the one of the best cities in north america instead of edmonton and i, I just kind of ride off into the sunset i would bet all the money in the world that he gives zero fucks and would rather be playing in edmonton going on a run Sitting shotgun so? with McDavid on the power play for sure. I don't know. For sure. I mean, I'd rather be in Nashville. <laughs> like, who wouldn't? But who's the favorite in the in the West? Like, it's still Colorado, which is crazy. Yeah. Like they've been kind of a dumpster fire. They've got injuries and stuff. And once they get in, they they're in, right? But I mean, like it. it if you look at anybody. Like if you Edmonton Toronto right now for example Edmonton's still the favorite Toronto's a way better hockey team they're still a, more of a favorite for the Stanley Cup because they have an easier path yeah true still gonna beat these though right I don't know I think the East is yeah. winning this year for this sure, is crazy but... and then Chikorin finally goes after sitting on the bench for three years trying to get traded um, I actually kind of like that deal for Ottawa now. This is embarrassing. Well, no, it's not embarrassing at all because Giroux's there and they got a bunch of sick young guys. I watch mm-hmm. a ton of Ottawa games like when I can. Too. That's who I watch. That's sick for them, man. I hope they go on a on a big run here. Those, those two games against Detroit were huge, but mm-hmm. um, awesome for them to get Chickren. Chickren and Shabbat and Sanderson. Pretty nice. Whoa. But, and I mean, like... He he was a relatively cheap cap hit if he is kind of up to the player that he should be. And I think moving will definitely help that kid out. Mm-hmm. Like he had injury problems and stuff, but he was on a shit team for get out of the desert, years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Christ. Oof. Um any other yeah, boys, huge cut you off. We gotta talk some golf here. Walk and <laughs> fall asleep. Let's get into things. We're 25 okay. minutes in. We got we hit our NHL maximum. We live in Canada, baby. That's what people are talking about right now. Yeah, I know, but we're in a, we're in a golf show. When we got tons of golf to talk about. If it was a slow week, I wouldn't care. But 
let's 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 chat golf. Big Go. changes in the PGA today. Reggie, thoughts? I didn't really see them except that they're cutting down the field and no cuts. In the elevated events or whatever they're calling them. Like those big purses? Yeah. I saw, I did see Rory's quote that the big sponsors are paying for the big guys to be there. I still, I really don't agree with it, but I mean, that's, it's just, they got, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I hate it. I, I think there should be a cut in every tournament, but I don't hate it. Um, I just don't know that I like it either. Um, (laughs) I was like reading quotes of like the lesser guys that were like, Hey, like last week was awesome. Like going into a tournament and knowing you have a chance, even if you're one of the lesser guys, if you're top hundred player in the world type thing, um, going into an event like the Honda where, you know, John Rahm or those guys aren't in there. So you know that you do have somewhat of a chance. That's how you also build stars too like if somebody comes out of nowhere has like a a great event then they get elevated and that's kind of like that kind of needs to be like your farm system on the pga tour yeah i really like that idea too and i mean i i'm i'm with you drums i don't really know what i (laughs) i like the cuts because it makes you it makes thursday and friday a little bit more interesting for sure and not only for the viewers, but for the fans who are there. And it just adds a whole nother element of the, you know, the tournament itself. Because four days, I mean, live, live tournaments are only 54 holes, correct? Yeah. So yeah. 72 holes are, you know, a lot longer to just be playing rounds and hoping that you mix in a good stretch of holes. With a, with a cut, you actually have to show up at the start and play right through to the whole weekend, right? I mean, you can kind of play yourself out of it pretty early on but it it just you don't have that same kind of uh pressure and an element to it so i don't know i I wish the pga wouldn't have changed it i I don't know why they did and i don't rory's got to kind of feel like a bit of a chump no for talking so much shit well i mean the exact same things as live i don't think he has to feel like a chump he's kind of he didn't go, and he was the PGA spokesperson. He kind of put them on his back for that time, and nobody else did, and he stepped up, and I don't know. It is a, it is disappointing that they are conforming to this, basically, to keep guys where they are right now. Um, I, I agree with drums. I, I think it's cool that some of the guys uh, get more of a chance, like that Eric Cole last week, uh, finishing second. That doesn't happen um, in the normal fields. They're too strong. Those guys just kind of get weeded out. It's almost like a corn fairy tour event. No, I shouldn't say that because it's higher up than that. But it's like a it's like a hybrid. It's almost um, what that I, when we talked about that guy who wanted to do that new tour, um, not the uh, live, but that other name. one, whatever it was, he kind of wanted to do something along these lines. Actually, where you have the top forty eight or whatever it is. Now it's going to be seventy eight in the in the bigger tournaments, and then uh, have the other guys play. In other events, and still, and there's still like the old, the old purses, which are humongous prizes to these corn fairy guys, Mm -hmm. or like the the lower PGA guys. This is kind of what he wanted to do before. I feel like that guy, Um, PGL. Yeah, I think. um, Yeah, I think you're right. Like his his point was, uh, if we take the 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 top players away, 
that just elevates the you don't want to say the lesser guys, but the guys the that aren't the top. Yeah, it gives them a more of a chance for those weeks that those guys are gone. To have a life changing tournament and right, um, I I do agree with with uh, what you were saying, George. It is nice that and maybe we were so oblivious to it all along, and maybe this is as open our eyes to how the PGA was treating their players, um, and now that they have all this. Where did the money come from? Where did all this yeah. extra money? No, that's fair. From? Yeah, no, that's that's fair. That's a fair point. Their bank account. Yeah, it is. It is unfortunate that it came to all of this. Um, is it a step in the right direction? Though? I still don't think it is. Do you, do you really think it's unfortunate though? Like I know you don't let you won't watch live, but don't you feel like that they've actually it's actually been a good thing? Because no. I was thinking like if, if the PGA if the PGA keeps doing stuff like this, they might get the players back to left. Right. And live goes away. It could happen. I don't think it'll ever go away because of the money. Because of the money. Wow. But if they don't have any players, nobody's watching then. Yeah. But if they're paying guys a hundred million guys are going to go there. So like just hypothetically, if it ceased to exist next year, like it just did two seasons. um, And this is what the PGA the PGA got out of it. I think yes, that's, still that's what I'm saying. A good thing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I thought that until now. I, I really don't like the, the no, I don't cut. like, <laughs> I go back and forth, man, but I also I don't like hate it. it Cause I it'll like be it sick to like watch. It. Right. And you might get like some crazy stories of like that. Uh, I forget his name now. Eric Cole. I thought he was the hockey player at first when we like, tuned into it, but he's he a 34 year old rookie right. on 34-year-old rookie on tour, and he had a chance to win on on Sunday. So, I mean, like, yeah, it. I don't know. It's the people that sell that uh, are going to start selling the event, too, um, which I think is where, like, the Netflix stuff is going to come into, too. I think the next the season stuff? or the – Yeah, I think, like, the next season or the subsequent seasons will will have more of a focus on some of the, the up-and-comers, even. It, it honestly sounded like that was a pretty big uh, deal to the players, and rightfully so. I mean, I get it because the PGA does all the filming of the events and all that kind of stuff. But I still feel like the players should just, like, have access to it. You know, just like, I don't know. Like the content? The content. For sure. 100%. Like, I mean. And the top probably, guys do. This probably sounds, uh, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not going to say it. But shout out to Big C. Don't know who that is, but great name in the chat. Big C says, with no cut, they might as well call it Live 2.0. It seems like that. Uh, I still don't go that far with it. Like, it's eight eight events. It's not the Stingers playing against the Majestics. Right. <laughs> or the, or the Slammers or the Kongers or the... The Range Goats. Did you guys happen to catch any of the action on the weekend? <laughs> I just yeah. seen uh, every highlights. Second. Or low lights of their um, shot tracer. They had a tough time with the old shot tracer technology. Yeah, there was like some that were like moon balls, or some that were just snap hooks, and like the guy ends up on the green, just hilarious. But yeah, I was uh, so Trev says it kind of makes the regular <laughs> events feel like a quadruple A stop, better than the corn ferry, but not a full event. That's true. And you know what? The Corn Ferry players are actually good golfers and they probably deserve to be 
you know, shown a showcase to the world a little bit more, I think. Reggie, you know more than me about that kind of stuff. You like following that kind of golf. I just don't because it's not on TV. But it's also not, it's also like Rom and uh, Rory and those guys, they don't play every event. No, they don't. Not even close. So, like, yeah. I don't, on one hand, I, I don't like it because it, like Reg goes back to it, 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 uh, it screws with tradition and, and whatever it is. But at the same time, you get, you might get these, these cool stories that pop up uh, of guys winning. Um, but then again, it's like, it's eight events. Is it really that different? I don't know. Cam says live players have to pay for their own travel now. Do PGA players not have to pay for their own travel? PGA does, but previously, last year anyways, live players didn't pay for their travel. They just had the PGA stocked up and ready to go. So you ha- you honestly have to wonder, like if PGA kind of starts making these changes that the guys wanted, that's why they left. I mean, everybody thinks it was the money and you know, 90, 95% of it was the money. But there was other aspects to it too. And if the PGA actually starts accommodating to the players, maybe the PGA just is better and the live goes away. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, they're going to be playing the majors again this year. That kind of came out recently. Yeah, that's so. awesome, actually. Um, I, w- I watched some of the golf on the weekend. I enjoyed it. it. Yeah, I did. Um, it was, it's golf. They were playing at a PGA course that where they played last year. So it wasn't like a, a go track. Right. Um, and I actually really like how they have the live scoreboard all the time on the side there. I, th- I like that. And it shows kind of which team they're on. Um, and as Bryson said, even though a guy's having a shitty weekend as a team event, you still feel like you're playing for something. You're part of it. Like you're not just yeah. hang me up. Which makes sense. Cause I mean, in the past we've seen guys who, especially if there's no cut, some of those events and they're way out of it. Like I think Kevin Na tried to play the fastest round in history just because he was done with golf and still had to be there. But I think he like ran from hole to hole trying to get the world record for fastest golf. Was he not the slowest in history? Or maybe it wasn't Kevin Na. It might've been somebody else. But that's the kind of stuff that happens when, you know, you don't really have anything to play for for two days afterwards. But I don't know. I, I... I'm still on the opinion that both can exist and probably will for a while, but I do think that if the PGA keeps making adjustments to the tour, then live might just go away and the players might all return. Have you seen um, the live insiders on uh, Twitter pumping everybody's tires? Pat Perez is a top 10 player in the world. <laughs> DJ is number one in the world, which I mean, there's argument could be argument there. Well, what's going to uh, happen now with the world golf rankings? Because that was one of their main arguments with the, the no cuts. No, it was 54 holes. Wasn't it? I think it was more than 54. Oh yeah. I don't know. Oh, and then, yeah, they were talking about Phil being like, exponentially better than tiger phil yeah uh that's bullshit (laughs) exactly there you go that might get you off them uh big c says did phil mickelson sacrifice his career and popularity force the hand of the pga for future golfers i don't know about that i don't know that that's exactly what his uh goal was i think he needed some cake I think you need a well, lot of cake. Yeah, I don't know. Reggie hates Phil. I like Phil. I don't know. 
I mean, you can't take away what he did do in the PGA. He's a Hall of Famer, probably a um, top five player of all time, to be honest. And and to, to credit Phil, he said kind of from the start of this whole thing is that he was doing it for the future. So, I mean, Big C does have a point. That's what Phil said. And it right. seems like that's actually come to light. So, yeah, I'll never, I'll never think that's what his intentions were. Maybe not main intentions or full intentions, but could be partial. Like <clears throat> these guys, Lee West would tweet that I've spent the last year reading how good full fields are and cuts are. And then Kevin Noss said, I thought no cut, no legacy. Then he said, no, I wrote this tweet while counting millions. Like those guys are just fucking being ignorant about it. I don't know. I'm just tired of both sides of it. I'm just so tired of seeing that in the news, honestly. In the like, I I don't watch the news because I don't like to see bullshit. So I just like following sports, and now there's bullshit in within sports. Oh, and it's I got so news for you. What's that? Yeah, there's always been bullshit in sports. No, I'm saying like in sports news, I don't give a shit to see all this drama. I don't. I just want to. I don't know. Yeah, I guess like this is the fucking world that we live in now. That it seeped over into, into sports this much. Yeah, yeah, Just it dumb, is. And, and dumbness. you know, one thing I wanted to say tonight was that, well, everything we've said so far about this, you know, it, think what you want. doesn't really matter. But to Reggie's credit, like, he's somebody who actually cares about the PGA tradition side of things. There's a lot of people who just hate live golf because the news tells them that they're getting all this money from the Saudis. And that's just how the cancel culture is, is nobody really takes time and thinks about all this kind of stuff. Reggie doesn't hate live because of that part of it. He hates it because he thinks it's taken away the tradition of golf. And I respect that because, I mean, historically, golf is a game that is based on historical principles, right? They're still wearing pants, all that kind of stuff. And I get that. But I still think that there's there's a place in the game for kind of somewhere in between that. And we're probably not there yet, but I think that we're at least moving into some sort of the right direction, I think. And before the live golf, Reggie, I think that you would have agreed with that too. When we were talking about the PGL or whatever it is, you agreed that the PGA could use some of these changes. And yeah, I mean, some of the guys are getting pretty over the top with back and forth shit, but the PGA is not much different either. Like how Rory's been acting and Shane Lowry and all those guys, I don't know. Like, you see the part in Full Swing where uh, Rory called or said fuck you to Phil or something like that? I haven't got there yet. Like, what's the difference? That's childish shit, man. It, it 100% it is. Um, it always but, it's so annoying. But like this. I know, Rory, but yeah, both sides, though. That's what I'm saying. In my opinion, Rory can say that. Shane can't. Like, just with their cachet, who they are. Like, there's a there's a very limited people that I, I think I'm okay with talking shit about it. And Rory might be the only one, honestly. Yeah, but he doesn't need to, though. That's the thing. No, he doesn't. I like, I don't, I'm not saying like he should be out there every time. But when he does, like I kind of overlook it. But when Shane does, I'm like, come on, guy. Like <laughs> half of these guys are 10 times better than you. And I shouldn't say that because I do like Shane. Yeah. yeah. Him a few times. Yeah. I think, I think too. Well, I could back Rory saying something like that. Like, I'm sure he's tired of all the bullshit too. Just 
every time he goes to the golf course or every time there's any media member around and they're asking about Liv and they're asking about this, this is what so-and-so said about you. This is what so-and-so said about you. How do you feel about this happening? Like, he's, I mean, why, if they're going to make him answer that, he should be able to say whatever he wants. But if nobody's asking these guys for their opinion, they're just going on social media or going on wherever and saying the bullshit, then I don't know. That's childish. But if the interviews are are poking at Rory over and over and over again, he's going to snap eventually. It's true. And I mean, in a, in a perfect world, these guys would just show up to the golf course and play golf. And I'm sure that that's what Rory wants to do. I'm sure that that's what the majority of the golfers want to do is just show up and focus on the golf and that's it. But there's a media circus who likes pushing the device of narrative with everything, with everything. percent. That's all it is. Well, especially with uh, the, the Netflix documentary, think of how many people are going to be uh, golf fans because of this or more yeah. golf fans because of this. And their introduction of live is fuck them scumbags. We, we should never watch them. They'll never be, the, they'll never be fans. They're, they're already coming out. Fuck them. So, well, I mean, you got they Brad might Chambly is one of your main narrators. <laughs> I don't mind Brad O'Shambly. I don't know. Oh my I God. Might be, I might be in the minority on that one. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where I feel either. I hated him a few years ago, but I don't mind him anymore. But um, said it, he thinks Rory said that jokingly. For sure he did. Like, it wasn't yeah. like a, a serious thing, but it's still, I mean, joke or not. You know that's going to make it into the show. Right. Um, Did you watch any of the Honda? No. Tell me about it, though, because apparently there were some good stories coming out of it. Hell Um, of a finish. With Kirk. Uh, So, yeah, like we said, uh, it was the young, young, in my mind, same age, so I'm still young, uh, 34-year-old rookie, um, Eric Cole, former hockey player. Not sure if the same guy, but going Stanley with Stanley Cup champion. Stanley Cup champion with the, with the Hurricanes. You? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was him and Chris Kirk. They were so Kirk was one shot up going into uh, 18, par five, right? Kirk goes for it over water on the second shot, clinks one off the rocks, just about hits a Honda pilot sitting in the water. <laughs> Honda pilots are nice vehicles. I was in a I was in some Honda SUV there and it didn't look too bad either. Um, why is he taking that? Like, Reg, like, are you were you up on this at all? I wasn't. Did you see no. this? No. Okay, he so he has the one shot lead. So yeah. Eric Cole needs to birdie. Yeah, Cole's on a par five. He missiles a, th- a three wood into the water. Why are you doing that? Like, if you're Kirky? Yeah, why don't I hit six iron? Get it up there. I don't know, man. Uh, That's nerves the one I and couldn't shit believe. like that. Nerves and shit like that do weird things to you, man. Yeah, you, it's you, weird that his caddy wouldn't have up. talked him out of it, but he would have yeah, been pretty hopped weird. up thinking I'm hitting it good. I could just go for this. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Weird. Caddies probably so they, feel like they kind of just want to let the player stay out of their way at that point almost. Or no. Yeah, because if you say, if you, you say, rough. If you say don't go for it, it's then, then he's then he's fucked. Because yeah. then if he hits it in the water, if he hits that club and then hits it in the water, it's your fault. Yeah, I don't know, but you got to be like Rome's in uh, 
uh, tin cup to you just give them you give them the six iron. You don't even let them see the bag after that. Yeah, give them the six iron. Tell them to put it over there, up and down. We're gone. I, th- so I thought what happened after that. Uh, so Cole did make his, uh, no, they both, he, Cole, Cole parred. So like all he had to do was par, right? Um, bogeyed. So they, they're in the playoff hole and then Kirk absolutely sticks one. Like he was inside a foot. Really? Uh, yeah. So dunked out for the win. Uh, but this guy kind of had a, a bit of a crazy story. Like he, uh, turned pro 2012 ish or onto the PGA 2012 had a a lot of good events. He was in uh, the Ryder cup or president's cup. I can't remember off the top of my head now. President's cup Cup 2015 had a good showing. Like he, he had won three events, I believe before that. uh, And then just kind of lost himself, lost his game for, for a number of years. 2019, he, he checked himself at a rehab, had, uh, took some time away from the game, got his, uh, his life, his, his shit in order in the past few years, um, said he fell in love with the game again. Uh, and now comes back and, and has a, a crazy ass finish. Like, this is the stuff, like I was saying, like, where the stories and like, this is how you get people interested. Like if this, if, if he was being followed by the Netflix, this is going to be a hell of an episode. Yeah, uh, just just his portion of it. So yeah, eight years without a win, um, rehab stint, struggles off the course. In that, I kind of love the redemption stories. Um, so oh, this yeah. is this was a kind of a good. I don't know. We call them elevator. What do we call the other ones? Regulars, regular two event win. Just with <laughs> uh, with a couple yeah, good regular. stories of. Of, of random guys that aren't at the top of the leaderboard every week with uh, Cole and then Kirk at the same time. It would probably be sunken. Elevated in the sunkens? Sunken events. Floor level. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Main floor. Tell Trouble. me this. DTS. Do you guys know what DTS is? Drivers to survive. Oh. Acro king, baby. Oh, but what? <laughs> no shit. <laughs> what about big break over both of those? <sighs> I think honestly, why did they stop making Big Break? That was the, one of the greatest shows of all time, honestly. I think we just fell out of it. What do you mean? Like I don't know, like we stopped watching it for some reason. So they stopped making it. Yeah, they started getting weird though. They started bringing turning it into like a Bachelors in Paradise. Like Yeah, that's true. Kind of bullshit. That's true. There was some shit. There were some, some good g- seasons though early on. A big break, man. Wow. Yeah, Tommy Two Guns, or uh, with the guy with two, <laughs> two Tommy Two Gloves. Gloves on. <laughs> Tommy. Uh... <sighs> I can't think somebody, of it. Somebody in the chat will know. It starts with a K. Tommy. Tommy. But Tommy. he actually played on tour. He played on tour. <laughs> yeah, right? he did. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. There's been a few of those guys that thought they went to tour. And well, one was a caddy, Kip Penley. Yeah, he's a caddy, uh, Tom Ganey. Um, and then there was like this villain guy that was just a douchebag, oh, Don Donatello, or yes, like yes, that. yes, yes, just the biggest creep, weirdo douchebag in the world. He came close to winning though, did or did yeah, he? Yeah, I think he was like third or something like that. He was weird. That was the last season Super I watched. Weird. Yeah, it was on uh, it was on Golf Channel. Fino, yeah, Fino was on there, right? I thought that. No, really. I swear oh. to God, but then I Googled it and I couldn't find it. 
Oh, Trevor. Trevor. That's what I mean. Too. Yeah, that's what Trev said. That Finau was on the big breaks. Oh shit! I swore that too. Maybe like okay. one of the later seasons. I got a question here. Yeah, I gotta ask you. While we're on the while we're on the topic before of the uh, stuff you'd like to see in the Netflix covering it, do you think that like Crazy. with these elevated events and it's seventy people, and they're gonna get these the highest sponsors in the world because they can basically say, "Hey, this is our top seventy guys." It's gonna be four rounds for sure with all these guys. Mm-hmm. Do you think they can get enough sponsorship money? that they can stop showing so many fucking commercials and just show the golf. And then instead of the commercials, do you think they could do like, not instead of the commercials, but do a commercial, but then do like, if there's, if you want to take a little break and play, don't go interview like the tournament host. Like nobody on TV gives a shit about stuff like that. No offense. I know it's, it's It's like Shriners and stuff, but you don't want to, you don't want to hear that bullshit. Like cut to like a story about a player, have, have them all ready. Just get your film crew. If there's a cool story of a guy coming into the event, I know it's on. I know it's on PJTour.com. I know it's on Twitter. But people aren't have, get, like, have a story loaded up on that, and then if he's in the hunt or if he's anywhere near the hunt, if he goes on a little stretch, show that story. Get some background in there. I I just think stuff like that would go such a long way to to getting to know the players better. Where you don't have to watch the Netflix documentary to find out this stuff. It's there. No, course history, agree. course history. That's stuff prime, like that. Exactly. The, That's prime example of the PGA, right? Because when these sponsors sign up to pay for the events, they include it in their packages. We'll interview your CEO for five minutes during prime time. You'll get his words in. But I, I'm with you 100% here. Like, why not take that, whoever is sponsoring that event, think about it, like, be a little bit creative here instead of just what they've always done. And you're right. Like, go to the course like a month or two before. It'll be your segment, like your company sponsoring that segment. Talk about the course. Have one of your guys from your company doing it, or something like that. Something. There's, there's just been no changes at all, and that's exactly what the PGA has been. That's my yeah. that's my issue with it. It's just like mm-hmm. they don't innovate in any sort of way at all. Also, with the commercials, like that's on the PGA. Like they're selling the packages. Right. So it's up to them. It's not even the network. I wouldn't think because the network has them allotted for the time slot. They yeah. can sell whatever the hell they want for that. They're trying to make as much money as they can, which but is not like a good product. I do understand that. But so what? Up up your fucking tournament sponsorship fee and uh, gas out 60, 75% of the commercials. Like, I understand you're going to have mm-hmm. commercials fully on board. Do the PIPs. Picture mm-hmm. in pictures, like they do in uh, US Opens and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think there Would is a you, lot of. You know how the NHL started doing uh, jersey ads? Would you go for like flag ads or like some weird shit around the greens? Yeah. Because like it would be virtual, right? At that point, like if you had. Like the boards in the NHL? Yeah. That's nuts. I think they should try it if that's what their issue is. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, oh, there's just so much that you could do with, with the PGA. I think that they don't it, do it. totally they, is. They don't do a Literally good enough job. If it's a, if it's a Honda commercial that we're cutting to to disrupt some guy's fucking back nine that he's just been lighting it up and we got to cut away for three, four minutes or whatever the hell it is, 
just search to show the Honda Pilot and it's on the side or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> like, who cares? Just rotating like a rotisserie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think, in terms of like even the courses, like we have no clue. We have absolutely no clue about anything. Like uh, the elevations, like they have to do a better job. I don't know how you could do it on camera. I know it's tough to show on camera, but I think there has to be a better way for them to do it. Profiling mm-hmm. the course, say, like they do it when Tiger's playing. Mm-hmm. They show every hole and they profile the hole and they tell history about the hole. They do it when he's playing, but it's like as soon as he's not playing, they just forget about that shit and they just show bullshit commercials the whole time. And you don't get to see any of the golf. You don't get to see anyone. It's like I'm a I'm a big golf fan, but watching golf is is painful with the commercials, man. It's it's unbelievable. It needs it's to change. Lot, like it these, has to change. Uh, in these regular events too, because like that's how they're paying for the shit for these guys. Yeah, that's crazy. Interesting. Strategy. And I think I think it like it's an easy fix, in my opinion. I agree. I totally agree. That, but the pro like there's people who can do it, like. This isn't again. This it's on the groundbreaking beginning. stuff. They, yeah, they also need to go. Ah, fuck, I don't know. But they it's just hard, don't. Man. They're not willing to. That's their issue. Big C says Tommy Two Gloves gaining career earnings five point six million. Take not that. Bad. Um, you should have played a couple of live events. He'd have uh, about that much. <laughs> okay, we should get into the Netflix stuff. We're uh, we're almost at an hour here, pretty quickly. I'm wondering if uh, what's the knock story, Reggie? Oh, did you guys see that or no? Did you follow up? No, on I it? saw that you were talking about it. So I was like, "Well, I'll just let Reggie tell me about it." Oh, I text you guys. You have to read up on it because it's absolutely insane. Well, tell so us. He's the he's like the mystery golfer at Augusta. So Who's he's this? a member what's at Augusta. He, he holds Jeff Knox. Jeff Knox. He holds the course record at uh, at Augusta. No. Um, yeah. I thought Kim Jong Un had it. Sixty-one. <laughs> he's he's got the course record there. So what this guy does, he's always on standby. He's he's in the crowd, or he's always on standby with his clubs. And what he does is, if there's like a a twosome, so is he an amateur? Yeah, he's not a pro. He doesn't get. He doesn't get. They don't take. They don't keep his score. They don't do anything. He just if <laughs> no. if somebody. Say that the cut line goes on an odd number and they need someone to fill in, he comes to golfs. If somebody no. withdraws, he comes in and golfs. And he's actually beat like he beat Rory one year playing straight up with him. He's beat uh <laughs> a, a couple people. Yeah, man. Uh I, I'm gonna read a couple lines from this story because it's absolutely insane. It says Miss Mysterious Augusta National Marker Jeff Knox is doing it again. And like he's been doing it for years. Uh he's 57. Uh <laughs> He's he's been the fill-in player. He serves as a marker in residence. It's a position he's occupied since 2003. Since then, he's been the only person to play in the Masters without being an actual competitor, and he's done so nearly 20 times. Uh, in 2014, he beat world number one Rory McIlroy. He owns Augustus course record from the member tees with a 61. He aims away from the pit on number six because he's hit the flag stick so many times he's tired of un- unlucky ricochets. No, Kevin Kisner and Justin Thomas have said he's the best in the world on Augusta's greens. On Saturday in 2018, he made the only birdie on 11 all day. <laughs> um, 
there, there's just there's such cool things here, man. Like this guy tried to uh, he tried to get a um, an interview with him, like at the end of this thing. And uh, I just want to see. Yeah, like why don't they show shit like this? We should start the, the Jack Knox fan club. No, he's Absolutely. like a he's like a a mystery man. We're close. Well, it doesn't sound too mystery okay, so anymore. Looks like he says, out. <clears throat> he said I was eager to check in with Knox after the round to get a sense for his day, his mood, and his awareness of his own cult hero status. Instead, he vanished into the scores building. I asked a media official if he'd been avail if he'd be available for a short interview, knowing full well the answer I'd get. We don't we don't have the members talk to media about the tournament or the golf course. One official said, "Message received." And then he slipped out the back door and he was gone. So, like, nobody's <laughs> ever had an interview with him, but he plays like he's played like over 20 rounds in the Masters, man. That's and phenomenal. like, nobody you've never seen it on TV, you've never seen anything. This guy just plays, it's so, so sick. He only plays Masters, though. Yeah, I see that makes sense. He's an Augusta member. So, are there like uh, this type of guy for all tournaments, like a seat filler? I don't know, I don't think so. No, because guys just play so on either. their own in other yeah. tournaments. Because that's when, uh, whoever it was, Kevin Na or somebody else, when they tried to set the world record for the fastest round, it's because they were by themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. I do remember this now. Yeah. And it was. He was the first guy out. He was the first guy out Saturday morning or Sunday morning. Right. Right. Reggie, you should have saved that for uh, your master's week. Yeah, but it's all over the internet. Like it's on a couple different things profiling right now. There's a oh, there's a late. I read the one from 2020. There's another story this year. So I think I think he's officially done. Like I think he's, he's oh, retired. So, the, so there's oh a he'll get on a podcast or something soon, yeah. man. If it's yeah. blowing up, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He must have been getting get hush money from from Augusta. Those guys do some shady shit, man. It's just a private club, yeah. Just yeah, they, they can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. I want another uh, – I think you missed it, Reggie, last year. But the year before, you did like uh, 10 things you didn't know about Augusta deal. Can yeah. you bring that back again this year? Yeah. I don't remember Noxie being on that one. Augusta cut him. <laughs> Noxie. Nox the guys probably shit. would like playing with him because he's probably oh. got some good knowledge. He helped that king make the cut. Let's head in the story. That's we should, uh, should we drive to Augusta and find his house? Get an yeah. interview should get, in? Should we get Noxie on the pod? <laughs> we can Sub use Noxie. Let's try looking at the uh, phone book. Do you think they still have these? Do they still make phone books? Oh, yeah. Uh, Every time they deliver one to us, but I rip it. Can you rip can it like this? You can rip it right down the middle. Oh, you don't do it like the strong like guys, the though. Hey. You don't do it like you the strong like guys. No, there's like a seam in in the phone mask. books. You can rip like I've I've ripped like huge phone books because there's like a seam you can rip and it's just like. <laughs> Anyways, that's a story for another day. I'm gonna have to start <laughs> mixing up my uh, beer routine here, boys. I'm almost out. I might have to start going three beer. I'm oh. pissed off actually. I, well, I got like nothing. All of a sudden, we started going like two hours every episode. Yeah, true. <laughs> We used to struggle to get to like one hour, and then all of a sudden we're like struggling <laughs> to finish under two hours. Shit's popping though. Lots of stuff happening in the golf world though. It's good to see. Really good to see. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my main argument for it. Is just like aside from all the bullshit that they put on it, there's lots of stuff happening in golf, and there's lots of people talking about it. And especially after Tiger kind of went away, golf really like 
I mean, we were still interested as golfers, but like most people, like I, I can imagine the ratings were really in the shitter. And that's probably why Liv was like, hey, time to strike. I think the what? products, like I think the product itself in golf right now is the best it's ever been. In terms of like, yeah, like, probably like right. I'm I'm talking the golfers and the and the amount of competition. I just think they need to do a better job showcasing it. But we said that two years ago, though, right? No, like, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, yeah, but I think that literally the only thing missing right now is like Tiger playing a little bit more and better. Nah, I don't know. Me and Reggie ranked him nine point five out of ten last week, so I think he's fucking nuts. We're we're what do you mean? We're not biased. We don't like Tiger that that much. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we got the quickly. We got the uh, Arnie Palmy this weekend. Um, what's the term? Bay Hill. Looking forward to that. Rest in peace, Arnie. One of the best guys in golf. Made a huge impact on golf. Lots of people don't even know what kind of, uh, especially our age, people don't understand what kind of an impact that Arnie had on the game of golf. He was, uh, I think, he started the Golf Channel, correct? Believe part so. of it, I believe, yeah. And um, um, just such a figure. He didn't. He didn't win as much as Jack and those guys, but man, what a what a guy, Arnie. And he he was part of the inspiration for the King Golf. We had uh, the Dolphin Kings, the Brandon Wheat Kings, and the King himself, Arnie. So pretty good shit. Uh, should be another. It's an. Is it an elevated field again this weekend? Got to be. I think it's just a regular. Um, but there is like a good, uh, I think it's like a two or three part documentary on Arnie, um, through the golf channel. It's probably up yeah, on there. Right? Yeah. I think, or Arnie's army. Oh, is it? <clears throat> I think so. But I think yeah. it's probably on their, their YouTube now, which if you got time, definitely check that one out. Um, Dustin makes a really good point here. And I think that's kind of back to where I was thinking with the elevated events. Those are the ones people give a fuck about anyways, right? So to change that up a little bit and then have the other events mean more to the actual play, like, I don't know, I call the, uh, the elevated guys the rock stars of the uh, of the sport and then just the, the regular players in the regular events. But yeah, I don't know. What are you going to do? Like, golf is every week. It's just, it, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm if there was a weekend where there was no golf, we'd be like, why, why not have a tournament here? Yeah, I'm, what are we doing? I'm, well, I'm I'm a huge fan of of the elevated events, like a huge fan. Fine, because exactly, those are the ones but you those can still are the ones have that are making you the money. But right, why why put a cut in, or why it, take the cut out? I, I yeah, that's the argument. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you there. I, I don't think they should have done that at elevated events. And I, I get the reasoning for it is because they want the sponsors to know that the stars are going to be there. But if you have the top 70 in the world, what's there to worry about? You got the top 70 in the world. They're not the ones hurting for money. So like a missed cut isn't affecting them like it is everybody else. But they're saying it's affecting the viewership on the weekends if the top guys aren't out or aren't you- Okay, I know that this was kind of like it's been a shit show for the last year between PGA and Liv, but do you guys feel like like these elevated events is like a little bit weird? Like that would be like saying 
the the Boston Bruins versus the Rangers is an elevated game, and they get paid more, and the, they charge more to go there. Like, either set your standard of the PGA. This is who we're playing with. Maybe do a another in between league there. But like, how do I you guess. say it? Like, there's it's just confusing to people. I think. I get. I really get your point. Um, but I don't think you can go back on like how many PGA well, members. Are I know. There? I know. There's it would be a logistical nightmare for sure. Tens of thousands. Right. Yeah. But I, I know exactly what you mean. There's they're, big they're essentially playing events. their own, their own turn or their own, uh, league anyways. Exactly. Right? These That's what I mean. events. Yeah. hundred percent. But the, the DP is no different. I mean, Cockrell sure. finally qualified or not. I shouldn't say finally qualified, but he qualified for, for that status this year that he gets to play in that Rolex series. Like those are, that's what they are. They're just not saying they're, they don't advertise right. them as elevated events. It's right. the same thing. And there's guys on the PGA that have for those them. certain statuses exemption as well, right? It's yeah. a mess. Like, can we be honest? It's a mess. Like that's going to be fucking hard to figure out if you're one of those lower tier or mid tier <laughs> right. guys. What the fuck you can play in and what you can't play in, like Jesus. Well, Cockrell didn't even know, and he's one of the players. That's what I, I mean. mean. Yeah, he knew, but like it, it wasn't real easy for him to figure out. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things, though, man. Like, there's like no break in the PGA year, so you're, they're kind of trying to figure things out on the fly here. True, True. while still no, putting out a product. Like, I, I don't know. It is a shit show, though. I agree. Another, because it just seems like every week from Monday, because you're not going to be making changes during the weekend from Thursday to Sunday because you're not going to announce them then. So you literally have from Monday to Wednesday every week to make these decisions or put them out in the press. And then I, I don't, it's just a complete shit show right now in the golf world. And I don't like Do you know what else I I don't either, man. Like, it's it's not fun as a golf fan, I don't think. Do you know what else like, I don't like and I wish they would change is like the end of the season. To have it in October, November, whenever it is. Like make it for the calendar, no? <laughs> but there's a reason for that though. What? Well, because they have their four majors, which ends in August. And then they have the Ryder Cup, which is kind of based on that whole year. And then the weather kind of goes shitty wherever they're playing all their main events. And then, like, in November and December, they're, like, over in Australia and that kind of – aren't they or no? Hawaii. Right, but so what if Hawaii. what if we go to, what if we go to Hawaii and shit in, in December and finish out the season there? Well, because – And, like, that's, they, where, that's that, where you're that kind of battling for the playoffs and shit, and then that's prime time because it's so late in the evening. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we love those Cali events and stuff when we get to watch them at 7 p.m. when we're uh, after work or whatever. Why not have, like, the, the – the playoffs or whatever the finals are kind of ending at that same time. Yeah. So Dusty says, uh, if they had an event every other week, it would create more excitement about the events. The Honda classic did get murdered. And I saw a bunch of accounts on Twitter trying to work their magic. They're twisting their words and their metrics and all that kind of stuff to make it appear like the Honda had a good week. They didn't have a good week. Let's be honest. Nobody watched it, but, 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 but why try no, to spin it that way, though? I think what the what the PGA is trying to do is get more viewership on their – make it better for the shittier players. The 
the guys that don't have a chance to win if the whole field's in, make it better for those guys on the weeks that nobody's watching anyways and make their cake on the weeks that the big guys are playing. Go 70 guys, get all the sponsorship money in the world, and elevate the shit out of eight events. No? I'm I'm laughing because 90% of the shit that we say, uh, somebody corrects us and like... <laughs> Like, like Treb just said, I think they're changing that next year. Don't worry. Like, we, that's something that we should know if we have a golf podcast. No, <laughs> maybe so. It's hard to keep track of everything, man. All right. I but you know, it, it's not the first time that the people in the live chat have corrected us. I mean, we're they're probably right more than we are on here. We're just kind of like the the liaison between the this and the listener, but. Like people are probably just banging their fucking heads against the computer. Block. Yeah, but also yeah. drums. Like the, the NHL bad. finishes in June and starts again in September. The MLB starting in in. Uh, yeah, I don't March. know why that was a thing for me. <clears throat> Big C with the comment of the night. At the end of the day, all I care about is having golf to watch Sunday afternoon. PGA live. Who gives a shit? All right, no, so. He said it doesn't matter, but I say who gives a shit. And I'm totally with that. All like Sunday afternoon, Sundays, you just want to like relax, put on some golf. I don't need to be hearing about the oil or the pronouns or anything like that. Just show me some fucking golf. Um, we're at an hour 10. We should probably get into some full swing. (laughs) Do we have segments? Do you have a segment tonight, Reggie? I do, but I had one last I can push week. It. I'd rather talk. I'd rather talk to Netflix. Yeah, I guess we yeah. got to talk to that piece. Because I keep forgetting. Like I had to go rewatch these because I got a couple yeah. ahead, and then yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about the Netflix because so far my experience with the Netflix has been good, and I I watched six episodes in like the first three days it came out. Like I was the guy who was like, yeah, I'm not gonna binge watch it. I got patience. I'm the guy who waits for the next day to get the two candies. Burned off six in two days, and I've just been waiting for like us to catch up here. Watched episode <laughs> no. seven, and I had like, have you guys watched seven yet? Is that Tony? No, that's with uh, Mito. Mito, yeah, oh, right. Mito and uh, what the hell's I don't even know how to say his name. Oh, hang on, it's uh, Mito uh, and uh, Tigala, Sahith, Sahith Tigala. I had tears in my eyes that episode. You guys haven't watched it yet. No, I've only done six. I'm now. halfway through. Uh, Tony and uh, when we get to the Tony one, Liv, uh, Liz told me that she was going to leave me for Tony. And I said, all right, good luck. Tony's but, good shit. Unbelievable, dude. Easton said. <laughs> Tony's mind. six, right? Tony's six, yeah. yeah. So we're going back. We're, we're going back. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to rewind a bit. Uh, we're going to have to take everybody's attention back because I imagine even uh, the guys in the, in the chat have all fired through it. But we're going four and five here. So we got... Uh, Joel's episode, I think, I don't even know what these actual episodes are called, but I think you just kind of identify them by the players. Um, we got Joel, uh, who Who's else Joel? was Joel? Colin? Oh, Colin. Morikawa? He didn't, no, he sure Colin. didn't get a whole lot Morikawa's of Morikawa's with Tony. Oh, is he? Right. Very true. Who was with Joel? I think just Joel, wasn't it? It was no. a lot about Joel and his caddy though, so... Maybe yeah, so maybe it was just Joel and Caddy. And then uh, so that's four or five was Fitzy and DJ. DJ. Yeah. That was a really good episode, DJ and Fitz. 
better than I was kind of expecting. I actually, uh, Joel's my favorite episode. Where are we going here? Where are we going? Start with Joel. Start with Joel. Have you guys heard the story before? By far. Um, I heard like bits of it. I didn't know kind of the depths of it. So uh, I, yeah, Joel didn't... was diagnosed with uh, nut Dissection. cancer. Yeah. yeah, didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I for some reason knew that he did lose his mom at a younger age. Um, but it, yeah, I didn't know the his cancer battle either. Not gonna lie to you, I probably cried three times in this episode. Did you? I watched it on it like it must have been like a hangover Sunday, and I was just emotional as shit. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I was I was almost tearing up when yeah. Every time of, he choked up, I choked up. Yeah, me too. Um so relatable, man. I I don't know. That was the most relatable episode. Yeah, relatable um yeah, honestly confidence shit like that that I've ever actually experienced in my life. Honestly watching cool. that episode. Just a quick inter- uh interruption to the relatable part of it. Um when he was talking about his mom saying like, she did everything for me. I know that all three of us can super relate to that where he said, uh, she did my laundry. She cooked every meal that I've ever done. She woke me up in the morning. She did everything for me. Uh, we're all three guilty. massive mamas and boys and super guilty of that. So as soon as he said that, and then that tied in with her cancer, uh, struggle and uh, oh, yeah. battle, that's where I lost it at first, mm-hmm. and thankfully, the then you start running at me. That you start yeah, running like, oh, through all this shit through your fuck. head, like if that that's happened me. to me. Fuck yeah. sakes, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but no, like you said, he's the most relatable person that's been showcased by the PGA ever, probably. Okay, quick. Sorry, pause here. Big C is bringing the heat in the chat. If this is a legit comment, we might have to pay Big C to stop by every Wednesday night. Un- unreal. Is that is that legit? Big C says I was searching how not to hit a pork on this and this podcast popped up on YouTube. There's no I, chance. I hope not. I hope not. It could have been no a chance. chance. That's gotta be. be that's gotta be Christian. I'll tell you how to hit Maybe one. not though. So. Uh it must be somebody that either knows drums or is serious. So we're gonna go with hopefully serious, but drums, yeah. I know exactly what uh what you're talking about there. That's uh I I honestly thought that Joel Damon was a bit of a dweeb before watching that episode. I just like for, as a casual golf fan who they never because really of his hat. It. Yeah, like <laughs> it's it's tough to say that you judge people by their attire their attire, but it's 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 true, and I think that most people are guilty of that, and, and I'm guilty of that with Joel for sure. I do remember he had some big moments in just random tournaments. Like mm-hmm. one time he made a putt and he like went to the crowd and said, "Are you not entertained?" Like something like <laughs> He's that. He's just a fucking gem, man. This yeah, guy. But- and then he takes his shirt off with the waste management. <laughs> That's the introduction <laughs> to the episode. <laughs> like, how good is that? Like that introdu- introduces you exactly to who this guy is. <laughs> Where him and Harry Higgs, and you can just hear Harry in the background. This goes in. I'm shirts coming off. <laughs> <laughs> and he just pops his belly. Harry just pops his belly out. Joel goes full tarp off, whips it around, grabs a beer, finishes it. And he's like, and then in the interview, I'll, I'll be like, expecting yeah, a phone call. <laughs> I, I was expecting a phone yeah, call. You're not allowed to do that, I guess. 
<laughs> I mean, in fairness, you're probably not. I mean, it was an absolute fucking caught up in the moment shit that probably a lot of guys that do. But the interviewer, I mean, the inter- you can't do that. The interviewers in, the, in these episodes have had some fucking terrible questions. Like, if you're interviewing Ian Poulter and you say, legitimately say to him, are you a fan of the Ryder Cup? Yeah. Like, that's the dumbest question ever. But yeah. I think you're just trying to create that soundbite. So I guess that makes sense. But the interviewer is like, so tell us about the waste management. So I was like, I mean, when I took my shirt off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was 100% living in the moment, though. Like, you, uh, there's no way you could argue that he would do anything differently there. Ever. No. Zero how could you? Hey? I, w- I would do the exact same thing. Yeah, I think I would, too. I mean, I know that I would, but it's easier to say from uh, – yeah. your office at, at Rossman Lake, but I feel like I would probably do the same. I might even do worse than that, to be honest with you. Like, oh, yeah. you guys have golfed with me quite a bit. And, uh, like, if I was a PGA Tour uh, player, I feel like I would have been kicked off the tour numerous times. <sighs> no? I don't know. That's just at home. Like, you're not pulling that sh- You're not pulling shenanigans. When you're know, battling for a million dollars, I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty. I can like, see me like snapping and throwing clubs, and it hits a fucking fan in the face, and I'm off. Yeah, the that's true. Doug, I'm pretty borderline threats though on the golf course though. Get this guy off the <laughs> tour, Doug. <laughs> like I, I, I legitimately have no control over it. Just like it just comes out of my body. So, I'm a snap show. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm with you. Drums mean you um, should make your own tour. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll start our own tour to compete with Snap the PGA and the Live, and uh, we'll get Big C in the, not in the field. You'll come. I'm out. We'll add one more tour event. We'll make uh, SGL Snap Triple Golf Elevated. League. Yeah. Okay, back to Joel. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, this guy, one hundred percent, like is my mentality. Um, your spirit uh, animal. Yeah, he's my spirit animal. Like, just somebody's got to be the 70th best golfer in the world. Like, he's just okay with where he is. Um, and, then, like, his wife kind of alluded to the fact that, yeah, he he had a fucking life scare come at him uh, and beat cancer. Like, he, like he, she said, he downplays testicular cancer. Whatever you, you take the, the, the testicle out, you're kind of free and clear after that. But, I mean, it is a fucking big deal. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Deal. You're free so he like cancer, but it has major impacts on your body. I feel for like. sure, yeah. for sure. It, everything in your life, it, it still impacts it. Um, but because he's a lot seen, of guys, he's like, seen what how bad life can be. So for him missing a cut or not winning a tournament is just okay. Um, like he said after high school, it was just I didn't have anything else to do. I was a good golfer, so I golf, turned pro. I, th- I think it really has to do with the personality of the person because as somebody who's been in that situation before, like not, I haven't, thank God, but like there's been people who have been in that situation before and they've kind of like went the exact opposite direction of that. Like to the point where, you know, they're dedicating their entire, every shot to whoever they lost or this is why right. they're doing it. And they're never going to stop working because of that. And it almost gives them like an extra boost in the gym or when they need it. And it just seems like his kind of went the other way. And I really don't know if that has anything to do with losing a nut because that's a lot of testosterone coming out of your body. And, and testosterone is a big part of the whole confidence and, you know, 
all that kind of stuff. I, I really feel like that ties into it. See, and I look at it as he's just seen the worst portion that you can get to in a life situation where he he's just okay. Like he understands like, uh, yeah, I'm golfing for a living. I make amazing money. Yeah, that's fair. I'm okay. I'm okay with wherever I'm at. Now, at the end of the episode, it all kind of comes back in a way where he's like, ah, right. I've kind of convinced myself or Gino's convinced me or the, my actual playing has convinced me that I can compete with these guys and make a push for it. I think that was a little theatrics for the show, but um, you could see it even just in his demeanor playing uh, at the U S open. For sure. And his demeanor leading up to that was wild. Like they're talking about dropping out and, he goes to sectionals, Walking crushing out. crushing <laughs> beers in between. Do you even want to be here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I seen uh, absolute beauty on Twitter too, Gino. Joel, Gino, Gino. I seen yeah. uh, I seen an interview with Gino uh, the other day where he said, like, I wish they would actually show like our entire episode, like if they actually showed you everything where they uh, followed us, like he said at sectionals. I basically told Joel, like, we have to birdie these last four holes. And they did. Like, that was kind of a little bit overlooked in the episode. Wasn't uh, part of the storyline, probably, right? Yeah, it wasn't part of the storyline. And, like, that's that's the part I want to watch, like, as a more in-depth fan than kind of Joe Schmo that has never watched it. But you're not going to find it on Netflix. No, I understand it. But I wish that, like, for us – give us that more in depth. Cause he's like, uh, Gino said, like we were standing on the, the fairway in 17 and we had like a discussion of how each shot for the next two, two holes were going to play out for us. And that's the shit that like we want to see on there. Oh, yeah, that's and... what I was going to say before. Go no, go ahead, Reggie. No, that's what I was going to say before too. And I, and I think that, uh, players might not want it, but I, I, I honestly think that they need to start doing a better job of miking up the conversations. We don't like we want to hear the broadcasters. We do. I they do have some really good no, but they do have some really good insights. So yeah, they do, honestly. And they, like, like you, they you do a hell of a job. Time to listen. Yeah. Yep. Um, and they do give you good insight, but I think that they need to say, okay, for this we're gonna cut live to the to the caddy and we're going to cut live to Bones and, and JT and hear what they're right. saying about this shot. And I think they need to do that more. They're, they are doing a way better job of it no. lately. Like you can hear it a little more on the course, but I think they still need to do it a little more. I think they do it more for select few. Like it might just be JT, Spieth, like those guys. I want to hear like – I want to hear a conversation between Chris Kirk and his, his caddy on 18 when mm-hmm. he decides to – Like why not? Three wood into the water. Yeah. Why not? I'd rather that for sure. Yeah, and I mean, if you're if you're the guy, the golfer standing there hitting the shot, you're probably already assuming that this could be recorded or broadcast. So you're probably mm-hmm. not saying exactly what you want, anyways. So what would it hurt? It's not like these guys know that they're in like this bubble and they can never be. Everybody has their cell phone out. Everybody's, you know. So I don't. I just don't think that it would impact the players in a negative way if we actually got to see that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Trev asked if uh, they ever did cover what a cut was in the show. Yeah, they did. I, or Rick they did. I don't. 
I don't know. Yeah, it was Ricky, I think, actually. We haven't got a Ricky episode, but he's been in like 80% of the episodes. He's a narrator. He's just I think Jam Lee. I'm perfectly perfectly fine with Ricky being uh, I a narrator, but I do want to I do want a Ricky episode. Yeah. Is there none? I don't, I don't know. I didn't eight one is. Maybe it's Ricky and Rory, but Is there only 8? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for now I guess. I only yeah. got one left. Ricky's unreal, man. Like I just love watching him. Like, I don't know. And he's you can't he's, back. he's back. And he, was, and he was the most um I think upfront when confronted with live stuff. He's just said, Yeah, like it's a lot of money. I'm gonna I haven't made my decision yet. I don't know what my decision is gonna be because I'm just weighing all the options. Shitload of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um with the Joel- and Gino, like that's uh I don't think that is is that a one in how many people are on the PGA? Like is that a one off relationship? No. No, I don't think so either. You don't think so? No. Although, I think it's less common than the other way. Probably the story behind how Joel got him as a caddy, that'd be a little bit different than most, him writing a letter to him. It's crazy. <laughs> Like most guys would, you know, balance between find the best caddy, like um, JT did with Bones, that kind right. of stuff. Fitzy with uh, his guy, just kind of yeah. like the older course rat. That okay, we're gonna get back to leg. Fitzy too. We're gonna get back to the show and talk about Fitz. Fitzy's an absolute beauty. Like he's okay, not, but he. Let's is. finish up. Just wait. Let's just finish up on Jules app. Um, yeah, after the sectionals, making the actual. Um, U.S. Open and then having like three amazing days after that. That's got to pump the guy's confidence and to get him going again, right? Like, did he, he had a win after that last year, right? He had a win last uh, year? Before. It was at that. He had, uh, I know he had one. Corrales or whatever. I thought he had one. I thought he did win last year. I must have. Was that a something event? Must have been a it was, a it was an opposite field event. But to see the difference of. Um, even just lifestyle of he calls himself a mid mid tier PGA player. Uh, to JT and and Spieth, like they're they're wheeling around in uh, PJs, and he's back in his Honda Honda Pilot, going to get yeah. baby strollers. Like I don't know, it just it was uh, that was the part of the PJ that I wanted to see was the mid level guys that um, we never see we we never see. Um, sure, like the the general public or the people that aren't as invested in golf as we are, they're going to shine more to the Spieth, the the Kepkas, everybody like that in the show. But this is the people that I want to see. Yeah, me too. Getting shit faced like in his backyard, and home is there. They're just bullshitting back and forth, and home is like, I think he's a top thirty in the player. I just don't know if he wants to. And like Gino's the same thing. He's like he, he, unbelievable talent. I just don't know if he gives a fuck enough too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, and on the complete opposite end of the scale, there's a guy who has recorded every shot since he was 13 years old or before that. That's psycho shit. I I feel like it is, but I also really respect that honestly, and I wish I had that quality in myself. It's a little bit much for sure. Like I doubt that he ever really looks at them, but. I just think that getting into habits like that and creating that sort of uh, the mindset and expectations of yourself is 
it's why he's there and Joel's not there. I think. Sure. Um, I think that portion of it comes down to what do you want? Right. Exactly. For sure. It does. So Joel was like, yeah, whatever. If it happens. Yeah. If it happens, it happens where Fitz is like, this is what needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think he's a, I like him a lot. Honestly. Did you before? No. I, I thought he was a all. complete uh, – I, I thought he was a dweeb weirdo. <laughs> which he kind of is. And <laughs> which, like, like, this didn't deter that, but this just – A cool weirdo. Made sense of it. Yeah. Yeah, he's a cool weirdo. It makes sense why he's doing everything. Cool he's just a yeah. good human being. I don't know. Yeah. Who, you, who you'd like to cheer for now that you, when you watch him play because he's like – He's very likable. Like, yeah, he's a nerd. He definitely is. There's no super nerd. No question that. He's buddies with Rappaport, which is pretty sweet, too. I didn't know that. Love Rappaport. But no, I also didn't really know him as much as, like, in the last six months, whenever he signed on with uh... Barstool. Yeah. Did you know yeah, that? Right? Yeah. Buds? Went to school. No, together. I didn't. No, I, I didn't. No. It's um, cool, though. I, like, I kind of followed along with Rappaport beforehand, but, like, I think Oddly enough, like the barstool turn, like just made him more open for everything. Mm-hmm. And obviously, he he did this before barstool, right? Like he's only been in barstool for like five months, something like that. Yeah. So a lot Did of the he? Netflix stuff was still while he was with Golf Digest. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think like that's a crazy dynamic that you'd never ever expect or see. Even in the Joel episode, like he's talking to Joel, like I don't know how you doubt yourself after you hit a shot like that. Ever. And Joel's like, yeah, whatever. And Gino's like, I'm fucking telling him. Like, it's just a cool interaction with uh, somebody that you see every day. That I guess, even for hockey, like, I'm sure they have, like, amazing interactions with Bob McKenzie or wh- whoever the the TSN guy or whatever it is would be. Like, uh, Connor would have, like, a cool interaction with, with a reporter or something like that. But it's just something we, we don't see. I think that the coolest part about Rappaport is um, he's not he's not doing anything for clickbait. He's actually doing stories that people actually give a shit about. He's not profiling why Tiger passed a tampon to JT. He's pro he's profiling mm-hmm. why like he's the one that did the story on Morgan Hoffman. He's mm-hmm. doing stuff like that that people actually give a shit about. The interesting stories. He's not doing it for clickbait, but that's why he's getting so much publicity because he's actually producing good stuff yeah i think because he's a huge fan like the rest of us but he's a phenomenal journalist on top of it. right right it's so good man he's like he's the best thing that's happened to golf in a long time honestly his stories his background stories uh and the in that he obviously has with all these players because they trust they another thing they open up around him because they trust that he's not going to go turn their fucking words around in write-ups and spread right, a like, whole different story than what they actually say. He tells it how it exactly is, and he gives us the inside privilege that we wish we had that he has because he's buddies with these guys, and he the doesn't Phil's, overstep his boundaries. The Phil story doesn't come out with Rappaport. No, agreed. It doesn't. But I also think that's a new age thing. Like he's our, he's probably our age group, our ilk. Like we would more so understand this is us shooting the shit. Uh, than some grizzled vet journalist, right? Shipnick. Like Shipnick, <laughs> fucking spouting off. That guy's the biggest. That guy's the biggest dweeb associated with golf. <laughs> yeah, he just needs to shut up. Yeah, 
Everybody needs to shut up in that whole situation. Rappaport doesn't want to talk about Liv either. He wants to profile what they have. I don't know, but but he does a good part, uh, a good job of even reporting Liv golf because he Mm -hmm. gives it some and doesn't give it much either at the same time. Uh, Good. This isn't this isn't the Rappaport episode, so we got to get back to Fitzy. Yeah, true. true. And uh, DJ was in this episode too, which is a big deal. Is he a beauty? Uh, You forget you forget how good DJ is. He's gone through a lot of shit in his life too. Holy fuck. Yeah, like I wish they would get into like a, I and I understand because he's a live player they they took away probably some of it. But I think before he went to live there would have been like a a big deep dive probably into DJ a little bit more mm-hmm. where this it just kind of showed DJ's extravagance. I don't know if would have honestly like even when he was with the PGA you wouldn't know that he was a PGA player hardly. And not that that's anybody's fault, but DJ's, but he just didn't really seem like he ever wanted to be like the guy. Spotlight. He didn't yeah. want to be in the limelight. He still doesn't, but he's got a good story. Like everybody knows motherfucker had a cocaine addiction. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into it. Let's, let's get into his party lifestyle. Like, yeah, you don't just, I, I like get into I like Pauline and Gretzky without fucking being a little bit wild in my mind. And also, like, all that stuff with the Masters, all that shit that happened. I mean, he was the top golfer in the world before that shit happened, and he fell he fell down the stairs at his at his right. Augusta cabin and Get couldn't into play it. in the Masters. I mean, like, let's see some of that shit. What happened? Like, honestly. And, Ask him. And he's had a wild – just everything that he's – And you know what I think that the coolest part about golf is that I've, I've realized uh, watching this documentary – and watching when they profile stuff, like I'm going to skip ahead to next episode really quick. Uh, the Tony Fino won two events in a row after not winning for so long. And then now there's a different storyline every week where something happens and everything mm-hmm. that happens in the past just kind of gets washed away. So when, right. so a, a documentary like this is cool as like a refresher to, yeah, to remember what happened. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy in golf. And it's more so than any other sport in the world, I would say that what you did this week isn't really going to matter a whole lot in a month because mm-hmm. everything changes so fast and guys go on hot streaks. And now we're like, right now we're talking about Rom, but Scheffler did this. It was crazy. And Rory did this. It was crazy. Morikawa won. Morikawa won again. Spieth was back. It's just, there's a different storyline every week. And then until that guy gets in contention again, in another tournament, you forget how good he was for a long time because there's so many guys that are so good. And have capability to do that, right? So when you watch a documentary like this and see that, it's just like, it's mind-blowing for the fan who watches every week because you forget about that stuff so easily. True. That's what that's same the on thing that. I've liked most about it so far. And kind of same on that too, back to the Joel episode. Yeah, he had three amazing rounds and then he had a tough Sunday. But like the episode didn't show jack shit about his Sunday. Nothing. They were just, yeah, they just, he had a good three rounds. Mm-hmm. And like with his comments, they were they edited it to make you believe that now he's going to go on this like incredible run with a trajectory just based off one tournament that he had, which is a little false in my mind too. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, isn't it cool to get the reminder of how good these guys are though at, at certain points? Like, and it makes you wonder why you don't throw money down on 
if a guy has a good week, like obviously he's playing good, right? Like obviously right. his game's at a peak right Sunday and Wednesday when he, they start getting right. ready again. Right. Like obviously he's dialed in. He's going to be buzzing next week. Mm-hmm. And guys do that. They go on these runs where it's just they're in the top five every week, like the top guys. Like it's crazy, man. Honestly, I would think so, so more, more so in regular events compared to uh, majors because the courses yeah. are so set up for the major, right? But if it's a, if it's a back-to-back just normal week, that, that makes 100% sense. D- mm-hmm. uh, DJ, quickly, I wanted to – like I, I had mixed feelings on DJ. I thought it was a really good episode and a good feature on him. But he said like one thing that I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense to me. And then he said something else that I was like, okay, that, so he, he talked about the fact that like Paulina was on there. She was talking about how much she would have liked her dad to be around when she was a kid for her birthdays, all that kind of stuff. And we don't I could have done without that. Paulina. What's that? I could have done without her in the episode. Why? I think she did more to hinder his image than she did anyway. to elevate it. Anyways, um, like we don't understand that. Like for us, like our parents were always kind of around for our birthdays and that. And I could see that if your dad's, I mean, it'd be awesome to have DJ as your dad, but you also want your dad to be there for your birthday. So I understand why the live guys made that decision. Less golf, same amount of money. But then DJ goes and says something. And I know we talked about it last week, but he said like, if you had a job where they said you could do less work and get paid more to do the exact same thing. Why wouldn't you take that? And to me, I was like, okay, I understand that as like a, an accountant or like a, a worker at the city or uh, an insurance guy, but you're a professional golfer. Like you, you should love to do what you're doing. Right. And, and want to be the best at that. And you want to be playing in the masters and all that kind of stuff, especially someone like DJ. I could see Joel Damon saying that, who doesn't give a shit where he's at. But it's like, you're the number one guy in the world, and that's how you look at this, is like, do less for a little bit more money. Like, I, that, he kind of lost me there, to be honest with you. But that's what I mean. Like, I go back and forth on him, because I don't, I get his point there, but I just feel like, like somebody like DJ should have more respect for the game than just a job. I don't know. I don't know. So let's say in a 10-year span, DJ has been a top in, – in a 10-year span, DJ was probably the top two or three player in the world. For sure. Right? Now, he's like, I'm not going to retire. I'm just going to go elsewhere where I can get to see my family more and everything. He's like, I did 10-year stint where yeah, I was well- one of the best players in the world. And I still had to take time away from my family and all that stuff. Now, I not don't necessarily have to do that. Yeah, and still make that type of money. And maybe that's just his personality. Like he just, you know, he lo- he likes golf or loves golf, obviously, and he's really good at it. Like his brother was talking about the fact that he could have had a scholarship in four sports. It's crazy. So he's he's very naturally talented in that way. And so, yeah, I could see this being just like more of a job than somebody who's really like Fitzpatrick, for example, who's like just every second of the day, he's golf. Yeah. And he doesn't have a family or any. So it's tough. I, but that's where I just kind of saw both sides of DJ in terms of like, you know, 
I get it, but also why not want to be the best golfer? Yeah. Cause he has been for 10 years. This is like what my, my point to that was. Yeah. Right? And that's fair. And he never really got the recognition that he deserved there probably. Right. And yeah. He never, and he will, he won't again. So I think he understood that. Right. And he said that too, like his reputation is not going to change and it probably won't. Yeah. Yeah, um, another another really cool scene in the in the Joel one was uh, at the U.S. Open when it had Rombo, Colin, and Rory mm-hmm. all sitting there at the breakfast table and just bullshitting. And then they're like, "Kid's been playing hot this week. Like, let's see what he can do." Talking about Joel, so like that. I don't know. Like, that's just a cool shit to see shit like to see the boys behind the scenes. Love that part. Yeah, there's so much more to it than what we mm-hmm. see on TV, and. I'm talking like in terms of a lot of things. There's so much more to it than what we have any idea. I mean, those guys are so mentally strong. Hey, in those tournaments, crazy. And you see it so much in these in this in this yeah. documentary. And one thing, last thing that I'll talk about on the on this full swing, Tiger's not in it, but he's, but he's in, in it. it. Yeah. Every single person in the interview is like, "Why do you golf, Tiger Woods? Why do you like golf, Tiger Woods?" George Frozen. Tiger I think Woods. he's frozen or he passed out. Eyes open. George <laughs> frozen. Tiger Woods. Um, also, um, Amanda Serrano. She can keep doing these. Yeah. Doing She's well. Good. She's good. Mm-hmm. Rap's good. good. I don't like the other guy. I don't know uh, what his name is. I can never Sean remember. Sean Foley. It. Nope. Uh, I can kind of do without Foley. I can kind of get him too. Uh, but no, there's another guy. More journalists. Jared oh, Dylan like Dethier? Dylan, Dylan, yes. Dylan Dethier? Yeah. I, can, I don't know. He's just like the... I like him, actually. In real life. Yeah? IRL, I like him. Do you like the guy in Drive to Survive? Will? Yeah, love him. So much, actually. He's my rap report. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's unreal. I don't like Sean Foley just because he was Tiger's coach. He's I thought he was just like Tiger's. He's Canadian, uh, though. Yeah, he is. I thought he was Tiger's like, swing coach. Yeah, I thought he was kind of less of a name than he is. He's a you weird. See my tarp. You see my tarp tonight? No. Pop up. Tupac. <laughs> Walmart find. 12 bucks. <laughs> so, I don't know. Is George uh, so, coming back? So, so George's gone? Shoot? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess he's gone. Holy, wow, we're in deep. Are we almost two hours? Uh, we're an hour forty-three right now. I don't think anybody's left in the chat. I think they're all they're all uh, they're they're done. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe we should just wrap it up then, or I guess I don't know. I don't know if we can wrap it up without him here. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how this goes. Uh, uh, what else? Well, Let, let's let's keep chatting about uh, full swing then. Oh, there he is. What is happening? Uh, here we go. We're, we're trying to figure out if we could leave or not, but we didn't think we could, so we we're going to start talking about it again. But I think we're okay. done. So yeah, I came I came on here and it said both you guys' devices couldn't connect. So it, I was the only one on the screen there. So I was like having a conversation. I was like, I don't know what happened there. I guess we'll hear what Reggie has to say next week because I don't know. Everybody's gone. And it said nobody <laughs> else was in the chat. It was just me in there, but the, re- the recording was still on. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just close things out. I'll say goodbye to everybody. And then it cut out on me again. So I was like, I don't know what's going on here. 
Was it just me that left? Yeah. It, well, on our side of things, yeah. Oh, sorry, boys. I don't know what the hell's going well, on here. Did I don't you know. get you might uh, actually have the recording. Yeah, no, we got it. Let's get out of here though. We're almost two hours. My back's yeah. getting sore. Too much. Sorry, I missed your last part there, Reggie. Don't even know what I said. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We're out of it. We're, we got into some heavy shit. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Happy. I, I, uh, I, I just hope things. Uh, I hope the ship gets righted in the next little while. In in terms of the golf world, I hope that eventually there's not a headline every week about what's happening next. I, th- I hope there's just a set. This is what's happening, but I don't think we're going to get there for a long time. So I think we just kind of hunker no. in and just enjoy enjoy golf, enjoy what we have for a golf product right now. Uh, there's so many good players right now playing on the PGA still. Sure, for you, Liv, there's lots of good players there too. For me. Um, well, you said you watched it. I, I won't, but um, I'm Did still you see pumped. My post on Instagram on the King account? Yeah, well, it's uh, just too much. Too much. Uh, uh, it's driving me nuts, but I'll, I'll let it slide. Okay, so um, that's uh, episode four or five of the, of the docu-series. Where are you guys at ranking-wise? For episode? Yeah. Joel was my favorite. I think everybody's on the same page there. I would go Joel. Fitz. Fitzy. Poulter. Holtz. Spieth. No, not Spieth. They're the so we did five, though, right? Like, So yeah. what's the worst? Brooksy, Brooksy's but, dead? I would say M&M's probably the worst. <laughs> Marshall Mathers is probably my least favorite. Uh, I'm with you. I just rotate the last two or flip flop yeah. the last two. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad uh, that they got better from those two, though, for sure. Yeah, 100%. And like, I can actually I understand more why they got those that first episode out of the way, too. Yeah. Because it didn't, well, it didn't bring much. No. What, um, uh, so what are we doing for next week then? Are we doing all three let's, or are we doing uh, Yeah, let's let's go all three. This yeah, this sorry, go sorry. ahead, Reggie. No, this Mito uh Mito, whichever one it is, mm-hmm. it's wild that he's hanging out with uh Carlos Ortiz and uh Joaquin Neiman because they're all gone. Oh yeah. yeah. And they're yeah, hanging right. out all the time and they're all just Well the, even in the even in the Fitz uh the Fitz one he, at the house he's with Peters. Yeah, before before rap True. comes back or rap comes into the house, how cool mm-hmm. is that? Like the, you you you've got your boy, one of your best friends from university, who is like the biggest journalist in the game, is staying with you the U.S. Open week yeah. when you go to win it. Yeah, it's just sick. unreal. So do we? So give, do we? We didn't even touch on that. Like to, Fitz, Fitz fucking won the U.S. Open. Do we give much episode. credit to Fitzpatrick then for like? bringing Rappaport into the golf scene or no? No. No? No. no. I don't think so. I feel like it would help having your best friend playing on tour, like having the inside scoop. He, on do, he doesn't play that much on the PGA. He's a more of a DP guy at points. Now he's just in that echelon where he's just going to play the elevated events and, and majors. Man, um, I know we're at almost at two hours, but when Fitzy's walking through the crowd and the crowd is absolutely ripping him, I didn't know no, that happened yeah. on the PGA. This is like Maddie's this can't through. be real, right? Like this, like why do they hate him? I'm like, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you because I've never heard it like this fucking wild. They're like, watch yourself, baby boy, and like it's take a towel to the beach, boy. It's just the fucking Boston accent, gross people. Like you know what I mean? What, what are they calling the Maddie Sketchers? Yeah, they were calling the Maddie Sketchers too. 
Like they're ripping him whole. I've and never like they made like they that. made a lot of him being like a a smaller slight guy in this episode. Motherfucker's my size. Like he ain't that small. He's pretty small. Be, walking beside DJ. Yeah, DJ six eight for Christ's sake. Uh, what the hell was I gonna say on that? I don't know. My brain shutting down here. It's too long. Yeah, too, yeah, long. Very, too long. Let's wrap it up. Oh, uh, one last. I was just gonna say, like, how about um, Happy Gilmore's caddy there? What the hell is his name? <laughs> he, he finished second in like every major last year. Will. Well, Zal Torres. Yeah, I know. He was in the mix. Tough. He, he's got to be looking back, wondering. He doesn't get an episode this. He, he doesn't get a full blown episode in this, does he? I don't think so. I don't think he was one of the guys that signed on for it. I thought he was, but um, I thought he was. He too. should be in the next. He should be coming up. Maybe he's an eight with Roars. Then that's my last one to watch here. So we're doing all three next week. Yeah, let's yeah, get rid of it. Okay. They're going to be good ones, too. I think these last three are probably – well, Joel's good, but these last three are good. The seventh one, wild. Tony was good. Love um, Tony. Reggie will be – he'll be needing the blanket over his uh, crotch watching Rory's eight. Rory, yep. there. I'm going to, I'm going to watch uh, the finish for Mito and uh, Sahith right now. Yeah, it's good. Cool. Okay, and, uh, I guess we'll, we'll do segments uh, 2024 coming yeah. back. We keep kicking them. <laughs> Why does this shit always happen with podcasts? Every what? podcast I've ever listened to starts off, they start off like 45 minutes and then eventually it just like I was listening to uh uh what's even Chickless does that like they were yeah, like an Chicklis hour and now like four hours. Now it's like Rogan interviews. I was just gonna say Rogan. I listened to one with uh uh Lex that hey Lexi, yeah, Lex about that prediction Freeman? stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, it's it's so long. That's well, us now. We're at two hours. For me, though, like, I, I listen to podcasts a lot, like a lot of different podcasts. I me prefer too. them to be two hours. Me too. But at the same time, I got uh, – <laughs> this is a weird one. But when I go home from work, like I'll listen to podcasts all day in the car. But on the way home from work, I started listening to music. And it just fucking like pumps me up. Like if you put like a good song on, you yeah. pump yourself up to get home. And like oh, yeah. you come in the door, you're kissing the old lady, you're kissing the kid. Everything's fucking hopping. Doesn't matter what kind of day you had. It's a little bit different uh, vibe than listen to a podcast of people like bullshitting or pissing on whoever, whatever it is. Doing the dishes. Drive. Yeah. Doing the doing the dishes. I slap music on. And I'm just. I'm just dancing around the kitchen, like oh, I'm doing push-ups, spinning lifting dishes, the, lifting the fridge up. Yeah, whatever. You have to mix in some tunes for sure. I, I feel like you cannot go all tunes because you get tired of it, and you right. can't go all podcasts because you get tired of. True. Yeah, you got to make sure you got to mix. And so, That's if true. I'm going, like I, I go to Regina lots back and forth, and so like there's no way I can listen to podcasts all the way there or music all the way there. But mm-hmm. like a good mixture of like an hour of a podcast, listen to tunes for 20 minutes, finish the podcast. But I would much rather listen to a two-hour podcast than a one-hour. I just don't feel like you get enough accomplished in an hour. And I mean, whatever. But two hours might be a little bit long for us, but maybe whatever. this will be a short episode into the future. Who knows? I don't know. We've done short episodes because we didn't have shit to talk about. Now we do long ones when we've got shit to talk about. I don't think we have to actually have a designated time. No, I don't think so. If either. there's we do whatever the fuck we want. This is ours. <laughs> it's true. 
<laughs> okay, so one, next one week, everybody one. refresh themselves for six, seven, eight. We're going to uh, finish off the series. It's, it has taken us way too long, in my opinion. No. Uh, but at the same time, I get in shit every time I start watching one because Liz is like, I want to watch it with you. But we'll wrap the series up next week. Um, maybe dive into some F1. Have you started it yet? Oh, yeah. It's good. Yeah? See, my brother-in-law said he didn't like it. But he is like he is deep in F one now. Yeah, like he uh, he bought like the vi- he bought like the video game. He's got himself. He made like uh, himself like the the steering wheel setup and shit. Like he's got it all on. Like it's fucking crazy how deep he is in the F one after watching the show. Um, he's got to go to like, un- So he's like, I'm scared to get into the the golf one now. He's like, I'm th- I think I might get addicted to it too. So we'll see what happens there. But no, we'll uh, we'll recap the last three episodes. I'm sure there'll be some more trades. In the next couple of days, we've only got uh, till Friday. But if this has been any any indication these last three weeks, uh, there might be some more randomness that that pops up. So we'll have some more shit to cover. We'll get to our segments in twenty twenty four. I actually have nothing, so I'm just glad that we keep. Pushing I think it that up. I, I think <laughs> that we might have to uh, start with our segments next up. <laughs> Maybe just so you can squeeze them in. Should we yeah. do them right now? I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> we might have to start. We might actually have to start the podcast earlier, though. If we're going to be doing two-hour episodes here, because we, no, we, we got behind the, we got behind-the-scenes work to do here, man. We got the edits, we got the uploads, we got the the media requests. Let's get the hell off this podcast, then. Yep, we're out of here. Love you, boys. Later. Peace. See you, boys. Love you, boys. See you next week. <laughs>